Sometimes the very best lessons in business don't come from a textbook and certainly not from business school. Sometimes it's from life all around us. I learned a lesson when I was a young kid about business. It was while I was going to school and my dad, who loved a practical joke, thought of this incredibly genius social experiment. In hindsight, it was a pretty mean-spirited joke, but in my defense, I was only 10 years old at the time, so don't hold it against me. My dad was driving us kids. We have six boys in our family, and he would drive us to the elementary school, the middle school, and the high school, drop off the kids each morning. Well, just as we approached the elementary school, there was a crossing guard, a volunteer woman who would hold a, a flag in front of the cars and stop them while the kids would cross safely across the street to school. Well, my dad said, boys, let's try something a little bit funny. On Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, we're going to be the most friendly, over-the-top, excited people this crossing guard has ever seen. We're going to just do everything we can to get get to know her name, yell hi to her, and wave. On Tuesdays and Thursdays, though... It's eyes forward, stone cold serious, nobody pays her any attention at all, we give her the cold shoulder. And so we tried it. On Monday, we'd all roll down the windows and pop our heads out and all the boys waving high as crazy as we can. We learned her name, sometimes we'd bring her a treat. On Monday, on Wednesday and Friday, we did the same thing. And she'd got to know us. On Tuesdays and Thursdays, why we didn't look at her one bit. And so after a while, it became the most hilarious thing to us every morning. Got us in the mood for school that we'd drive through this intersection. The crossing guard would stop us while the little kids were crossing. And on the days where we didn't pay any attention to her, why she'd just stand there And she'd have this look like, you know, when somebody waves to you and you're not sure if they're waving to you or the person behind you. And so you're kind of in this middle awkward phase, not sure what you should do when you see the person. It was like that every Tuesday and Thursday. And we just giggled and laughed about it for years. Now, this experiment that we conducted when I was just a 10 year old boy, uh, one that I would not recommend as a very kind thing to do now is something that really taught me about business. When I started my website, I always wanted attention. I always wanted people to comment, to like my post, to share my post, to download my podcast. And then when people would comment, I would say, victory, they came to my website and asked a question. But I didn't always answer them. And sometimes they would come and purchase something from me and I delivered the product, but, but never a thank you. Or sometimes people would come and download my podcast and I thought, yes, this is success. I'm having downloads. But then they would email in a question. And I'd say, I'm sorry, I'm too busy now. And it, be- it becomes that we're doing the same thing to our customers that I did to the crossing guard as a 10 year old boy. We want them to engage. We're acting all friendly. We roll out the red carpet. But then later, we have a lot of customers and we get busy and we we aren't able to take those customers. And sometimes we're asking for for people to buy our product, buy our product, buy our product. But then when when they need a little help with our product after the purchase and they need a little customer service, well, 
we just don't even respond at all. Businesses are terrible about doing exactly what I did when I was 10 years old. Sometimes we roll out the red carpet and sometimes it's the cold shoulder. Well, today in this episode, I want to share you how to be a good host of your business and to always roll out that same red carpet for your customers so they'll come back Let's make today the day you start the business that will change your life. You'll learn how at Income School. Income School is about taking your income into your own hands by creating a website that people will love, building a following, and earning a living online. And now your host, Jim Harmer. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Income School podcast, episode number nine. Thank you for the download. I really appreciate the support that I've been getting on on the podcast and on the IncomeSchool.com website. Today, I want to teach you a principle about how to be kind to the people who are supporting you in your website or in your business. When somebody comes over to your home, you do everything you can to be kind to them. You know, you want to make sure they have the food they like. You want to make sure they have a comfortable place to sit. And you're very careful that you ask them a lot of questions. You're interested in the other person and you make good conversation with them. When somebody engages in your business, at the startup phase, you do the same thing. Somebody comes to your website and they ask a question and why you're right on that. You you write an answer to the question. You ask somebody to like your Facebook page and you say, yes, now I have Facebook likes. You ask people to download your podcast and you say, yes, I'm getting successful. And then you start to get a lot of customers and a lot of people commenting on your website and a lot of people downloading your podcast and sending you messages asking you to talk about this or that or the other on the podcast. And suddenly... Why you can't give them that personal service that you were giving in the in the beginning, suddenly you treat them like a Tuesday and Thursday. You give them the cold shoulder because you just can't get to it. And these customers that would otherwise become raving fans of your brand are left in that awkward phase where they aren't sure if you're going to give them the cold shoulder or if this is a brand that's going to roll out the red carpet for them. When you want somebody to engage with your brand, you have to start from the beginning with a plan about what you're going to do to be kind to them. Just like as if you were going to invite somebody over for a dinner party, you're going to plan how you can make this revolved around them and make them as comfortable as possible. So let's say your brand wants to start a new Facebook page. That's a great way to do some marketing for your company. Plan from the beginning exactly how you're going to treat this person at the dinner party. And I'm going to walk you through some steps of how you can plan your engagement with each customer through whatever channel, from a purchase, from liking on social media, commenting on your blog. There are many, many different ways that a customer can engage with you. And I want to walk you through some steps that you can formulate your own plan of what exactly you're going to do to make sure they have the red carpet rolled out from them in the best way that you possibly can. 
The first question that I'd like you to ask yourself is why do you want the person to engage with your brand? This is a question that I see pretty often. When somebody starts a new blog, they say, ah, Jim, it's just driving me crazy. I have a thousand downloads to my pod, to my podcast, or I have a thousand hits on my page views on my website, but you know what? Nobody is leaving a comment on my post. It's just driving me nuts. I never hear from these people. And so the first question that I have is, why exactly do you want the person to comment on the post? Is that something that's really going to help them become part of the community that you're setting up? Is it going to help them down the line to become a customer? Or do you just want the comment to feel validated? I feel like a lot of times, a comment especially, is really something that we just want to become more validated. So that's the first thing I'd like you to ask is why do you really want that engagement to happen? There may be times that it's actually not a good metric to be searching through. And I think a blog comment is a perfect example of that. Now, it's good to have people write a blog comment. You know, it creates a little bit of a discussion. But as I look through my blog comments over over almost four years now of running my, my websites, I notice that almost all of them are first-time commenters. That's not really, you know, the the blog comment isn't doesn't make them any more likely to purchase one of my products or less likely. It doesn't make them any more likely to also follow me on social media or less likely or join my mailing list. It's just a comment. And so let's make sure we we're working for the type of engagement that's helpful for us and for them. And I think most of the engagement that we really want is actually just for us. The next thing is, now that we have decided why we want them to engage, let's say we want them to like our Facebook page. Now, I, I, you want them to do, to do this, so think back to yourself. What's the last time you went and liked somebody's Facebook page? I don't want you to brush over that. Think really, what is the last time you went and liked somebody's Facebook page? For me, I I remember it. It was a few days ago. um, Facebook ads came up for uh, different things, and one of them was for an archery website. I saw that. I clicked it. Uh, I thought that that would be something interesting to, to look at and to learn more about archery. So that's why I liked that page. Well, now that you have kind of thought about why you did it, attribute that to others as well. What can you do on your Facebook page that's actually going to help someone learn about the topic? Because that's why I did it. What's the last time that you liked a page just so that you could get to know somebody better? I don't remember that. Uh, I mean, maybe somebody's personal Facebook profile, but when I like an archery page, I don't care who the owner of the page is, and I don't want to know who their kids are. I don't want to know what they ate for dinner or when they're going on vacation. I don't care. That's not why I'm liking the page. So, By thinking about that, it's going to help you to decide what kind of content you want to put on your own Facebook page. 
For me, I try to. It's extremely rare that I share something personal on my Facebook page, and really, I, I do that. You know, maybe every six months, I'll share a, a major thing. I just ran my first marathon. I just earned a doctorate. I, I just, uh, you know, went to the moon. Something like that. And and really, it's because I want them to get to know me a little bit, hoping they'll stick around the brand more. But I know if I do that very often at all, I think once every six months is really about all for the for the way that I do a page. Uh, I, I know if I do that too often, they won't care and, and they'll be gone. So think about the last time you engaged. So if you want people to comment on your site, you think that's a, a valuable metric. Well, think what's the last time that you commented on somebody's website? What was it? I mean, certainly you read a lot of blog posts. What was it about that one post that made you think, oh, I am, I just have to throw my two cents in there. And, and that's something that you may want to look at. So what's the last time that you engaged? For me, I think the times that I engage with a brand most often are when I can give my opinion. Everybody is full of advice. Everybody likes to be the one to give a suggestion rather to to receive it. So I've found that one of the best ways to get engagement on any platform out there is to ask for advice. If you want advice about how to make your website better, ask for that advice. Say, you know what? I really want to be better at, uh, or I really want to make this Facebook page valuable for you. Tell me what kind of things you'd like to learn this month. Bang! I always get so much engagement when I ask a question like that. I'll get thousands of responses when I say, hey, I'm planning my content for the website for the next month. Ask some questions and I'm going to take the top 20 questions and write blog posts about them over the next month to to answer them. I always get a lot of engagement by doing that kind of thing. People are full of advice and it's helpful because then you get to jump into their minds and kind of see what, what, uh, what they want that they're going to like the best. The next is... I want to uh, receive value and expect a response if I'm going to engage with something. If I go like somebody's Facebook page and then later I have a question about that topic, if I ask a question about it, well, I'm going to want a, an answer. I'm either from somebody else who likes the page, who sees my question and answers it, or from the owner of the page. So don't ignore people when they're asking questions. When I started my website, I answered every single email that came through. I had a contact page and you emailed me a photography question and I'd get an answer to you. Eventually, millions and millions of people came to the website and that became just literally impossible for me to do. And so I'm instead of ignoring those emails, what I did is I just shut it down. I made it very, very, very hard to find my email address because I did not want anyone to feel like I rolled the red carpet out, said, come engage with me and then ripped it out from under them and failed to to meet up with with my promises. So I tried to shut that down when I could no longer do that. Facebook is the same way. On your Facebook page for your business, you can set it up that they can message you and ask a question to the business and you can provide a response. I found that if I turn that on, I I did it as an experiment once, I, I got about 200 questions in a single day when I put that feature up there. So whammo, I had to shut that down. There's no way I could keep up with with that kind of thing because I don't want to roll out the carpet, have them stand on it, and pull it out from under them. 
I try to make sure if I'm going to ask for engagement or I do something that invites engagement that I can be there for them and make sure I answer that uh, that that question, that comment. It, sometimes they're just they just want to thank you for making your podcast. And so if I'm going to provide a means for them to to send that message, I want to make sure I'm going to be there for them. And another way that I do that is by putting an autoresponder on my email. When somebody emails in, and I really have restricted my email to just my paying students in my classes, when somebody emails me, they get an autoresponder message right away that says, I answer emails within 24 hours on weekdays. If if your email comes in Friday through Sunday, I'm going to hold those questions until Monday. So that as soon as they ask the question, they immediately know what to expect and how I'm going to engage with them. That way, nobody's upset. They know exactly when to expect a response. Now, the trick is that I usually beat that time. It says I have a 24-hour response time. Often, I'm going to respond within an hour or two if it happens to be when I'm uh, doing my email. But I just make sure that I'm sticking to my word on those things. And an autoresponder is a great way to do that. As time goes on, like me, you're going to have to shut down a lot of things. Telling customers what to expect is going to help them to know how to engage. And then another thing is you want to provide a way for users to engage, even if you aren't accessible to them anymore. When your website has millions of people come to it, you can't engage with every single one of them. So start a forum on your website so that the users can engage with one another. Have social media accounts where people are talking with one another. Provide a podcast where they can call in a question and you can respond uh, to their question, but on a podcast that goes out to tens of thousands of listeners. Or you could make a way for users to engage with you for a set amount of time. Something that I've seen on successful Facebook pages is they'll post, hey, I'm online right now. Any questions you type on my Facebook page for the next hour, I'm going to answer and I'm going to answer them personally. That's great. Or do a webinar where people can talk to you. Have the those avenues where they can still get that even if it's restricted later on. I hope that you've learned from this podcast that how important it is to treat people right. It's in a digital setting, but it's really the same thing as you would do to a crossing guard or to someone who comes over to your home for a dinner party. You just want to make sure not to ignore your customers and you want to provide nice interaction with them. One thing that I really advocate and this is the last tip that I want to give you in this episode, is to engage in layers. That's something that I I talked about in episode seven. I want you to provide different layers of engagement that you can come to the website and be done that way. Then you could come and maybe join the social media, or you could be a purchasing customer, or you could be a longtime raving fan. I want you to think about engaging in layers because that too is part of being a good host. It's treating people right who come to your business. Thanks for joining me in this episode. I hope it was helpful. Now don't ignore your crossing guards. Class dismissed. When you're serious about launching your website, check out Jim's free step-by-step tutorials at IncomeSchool.com. IncomeSchool is a production of Improv Photography, LLC. Any opinions expressed by guests and callers do not reflect those of Improv Photography, LLC. Results mentioned not typical. Some links mentioned are affiliate links where a commission is earned. Some calls simulated. Improv Photography, LLC is not a law firm and does not give legal or tax advice. Always seek the advice of a competent licensed CPA or lawyer licensed in your jurisdiction before making business decisions.